0: Naked Shamanism Welcome to With Insights Radio, I'm your host Eddie right. Garcia yeah, Me too. I will take you on a journey <laughs> across the universe I've seen my Through new shamanism, metaphysical and holistic So sit back and relax and enjoy the show I'm not sure it's Can you see it? Did it pop up live? Yeah,
1: it's up
0: everybody welcome to uh iggy garcia live broadcasting from an unknown location in the universe uh we are three today today we have uh kate is with us and hayden is with us and of course iggy's with us so we're all here live on zoom and uh facebook streaming right along hopefully you can watch the show with us hopefully um you can stick around with us for the next hour or so should be fun as long as i don't get distracted by my Facebook feed, I'll be okay. I'll leave, Hayden take a look at that, answer questions, and say hi to people. I'll stay on the Zoom app so I don't get lost. but I'm um, <clears throat> clearing my throat here. All right, everybody. Somebody knocking.
1: Yeah, Betsy's knocking. <laughs> oh. I, it, it started, Betsy. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I show like... you how to get on later. <laughs>
0: Should I knock back? <laughs> I'll, I'll help you when I'm done. All right. (laughs) Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna light a candle here. This is our ancestral candle. This is the candle we light to give thanks to all our ancestors and all the people who have been in our lives and people who are still in our lives giving thanks to them, especially in this time where we're really being challenged. Uh, you know, in much many different ways. Sometimes we can't even explain. But um, we are in a great change that's for sure and i just ask the spirit guide the three of us in the right direction to share what we need to share and and just say what we need to say feel what we need to feel and just be honest and and concise and to the point and if hayden's open for wanting to read cards later he can uh, i brought my cards just in case i brought my shaman oracle cards kate i don't know what your intentions would be we'll figure it out as we go but um Yeah, so this candle is to remember the people who have been before us because one day we will be the ancestors and we'll be the ones that people will pay tribute to and give thanks to. So we'll light this candle during the show. (laughs) We'll light a little bit of sage. Excuse me, clear my throat here. This sage is from my garden. Clear and move the space, move the energy. Just get us, make us feel really good. You, you have some of the plants. The did the sage make it or no? That yeah, sage is doing really well. Yeah. Good. I mean,
1: yeah. Oh, the sage that you gave me didn't make it, but yeah. I, I have some uh, common sage that that did pretty well. Yeah. I'm good, trying man. some out right now.
0: A little agua florida to kind of cool us down a little bit. All right, nice. Oh, right, ready to go. All right, so those of you who are tuning in on Facebook, if you have any questions for us, we are here to answer them to best our ability. But today we're, um, our topic today is just being us under the circumstances that we are under. So um, I know that Mother Earth and humanity has put us all in a special situation. And we're all trying to work together in this process that we call um, being human beings on this planet, and being human doings in the, pos- in, in the same process. So um, let's start with Kate real quick, since you were on the other day. Hayden, we'll give you a chance to um, interject some more stuff. But Kate, I want um, <clears throat> to I want to propose to you, and I just kind of want to ask you how what do, how you been, what you've been up to. I mean, that's kind of a loaded question. <laughs>
2: there's no short answer to that uh you know I think for me it depends sort of on the on the day and I think I've gone through the whole range of emotions um some days I feel very grounded very centered very okay um other days are are more challenging and more difficult um as we move into the space. There's a psychology of, I think, being, being like in your space all of Mm -hmm. the time that we're all being confronted with right now. And on top of that, um, just trying to be connected to the other people in my life, trying to care for the other people in my life and having people um, who are also, who who have had loved ones who have gotten very sick, who have had loved ones who have passed in the last few weeks and um, trying to, I guess, Uh, be be in touch with the reality of of that space and so i'm just letting myself feel what i feel um whatever that is sometimes it's a a whole range of things in one given day Um, but just trying to be honest with myself in that space
0: okay how about you hayden i know maybe things have shifted a little bit just in the last few days that we did the last show
1: yeah uh i definitely have felt like there's been a shift um I was very focused on myself, um, for a while there, like kind of struggling with my, um, my own stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I kind of started thinking about like what my long-term goals are, like, where do I want to see myself like in the future and, um, you know, what, what do I want out of my life, you know? And so that involves other people, you know? Um, and that involves working with other people and, and helping other people, um as much as i can and uh i realized that i've kind of been pretty um self-centered a lot of times in my life okay um so i'm making efforts to kind of reach out more and uh focus on on developing something that will create more for um for others not just just me you know
0: so sure. yeah absolutely i get that yeah. yeah it's uh it's it's very different times isn't it I know I started out, like, in the last show, I don't know if you were there, Kate, on when you were listening in or not, but I started out 2020, like, with a really big, huge goals, you know, to do um, uh, do inner work, but also do outer work, you know, physical work, the part of my body, you know, work on my physical part of my being as well, and um, everything was going right along, and Hayden's been involved in that process, filming videos with me and stuff, and you know, we did the swimming and the trampoline thing. That was actually yeah. pretty
1: fun. That was so fun.
0: <clears throat> but, you know, that all took a back seat to some degree because of the seriousness, seriousness of, uh, of what was at hand. I, I didn't feel, you know, I'm still working out. I'm still doing So I'm, I'm checking in with everybody. So I don't want anybody to think that I've quit or whatever. But I stepped back from that because I'm like, well, this isn't really time because I kind of have a uh, comedic sense to what I do and the work I do. So I didn't really want to offend anybody. I didn't want anybody to get, you know, take it wrong. So I stopped doing the videos. And the only reason I stopped the videos is because I felt it was appropriate for the time to just cut, cut it back a little bit and just, and think about some other things, you know, and, and put together some idea, other ideas. And and so I've been working on some ideas and doing some things. And uh, actually, I think I've done more, more radio shows since I've been in, in this quarantine than I have probably in the last year or two, you know, you know. One right after another, two or three days break or whatever. So it's been interesting. It's been fun. It's been, um, it's been a big test. It's it's really been hard for me because I'm not one of those people who likes to really be cooped in and cooped up a little bit. But um, I'm hanging in there like everybody. I'm doing good. I'm trying to get out of this like everybody else. trying to come out of it alive, you know. Survive. Survive. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kate, I am, I'm curious. The other day, yeah. you had a bunch of feathers pop up in your house. Uh, yes. And there were some people who were asking me to ask you about that. So, they wanted to see what you thought about that.
2: It was really interesting. Um, before the feathers came out, I actually dreamed about it. Um, okay. And I had had a dream the night previous. And in the dream, I found feathers. Okay. And I was at the end of the dream, I don't remember the whole thing, but I, at the, at the end of the dream, it was very, very vivid and I was inside and I was inside like a, almost like a concrete, the inside looked concrete, almost like a school or a dorm, like a college dorm. Like it mm-hmm. had that kind of like a vibe to it. And there were lots of people walking through the hallways and, um, I came upon this really beautiful feather. It was really dark, um, like black and it was iridescent, like with greens and blues in it. And it was really, really beautiful. And I picked it up. I remember vividly picking it up and carrying it with me. And I woke up. um, And that morning, it was Saturday morning. So I was going to do a really fast run to the grocery store for a few things. And I walked out to my car. And I went to get in the car. And there were feathers completely lining um, the door. And you have, like, that moment where you pause. And you're like, wait a minute. Like, what's going on? There's something. Something's sort of amiss. And then as I started to look around, there were feathers all over the ground. All over the, the top of the car, all over my windshield, like there were so many feathers, um, and I, I so I collected as many as I had. I could and They're here. Um, okay. It was it was very interesting. I mean, you sort of got the live my live live text mm-hmm. um, <laughs> of the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, for it to coincide with the dream in the way that it did felt very much like a message to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it did feel positive. <clears throat> Um, to me, I didn't feel anything negative in that space. It felt actually very, very positive. It felt affirming in many ways. Um, pairing with the dreams, I found it very interesting. I'm still sort of processing that um, mm-hmm. and trying to, to figure out exactly what it means for me. But um, it did feel very positive.
0: Good. That's good. I don't know, Hayden, did, did, you, um, did you have any kind of experiences like that? Just kind of something really just seemed random, just kind of blow up in your... your space or
1: um yeah um i actually went into the park um yesterday and i was sitting on a bench um and i was just kind of sitting in nature for like a good hour and a half maybe um just kind of sitting there enjoying meditating connecting with the space and stuff um and i was just kind of letting my thoughts drift and you know um i i that's kind of why that's kind of where the shift happened where like I realized that I need to sort of um, reach out to people more um, mm-hmm. I realized that in relationships um, friendships and uh, also partners um, I always had a hard time being honest with them like even if I knew it was going to hurt them in some way mm-hmm. um, so I had a tendency to sort of kind of like back out of relationships when something hard came up mm-hmm. um, and I was like oh I don't feel comfortable like addressing this problem or like i just would avoid it and just leave um and so i had like a thought like i just need to be honest with her and just share how i feel you know i was thinking about my my girlfriend um and um because it's scary you know like when the risks are high you, you know like you don't want to <laughs> hurt your partner or anything um but you have to be honest and as soon as i like thought that a hawk like flew like down mm-hmm. like over my head not super close but it was there you know yeah. I, I noticed out of the corner of my eye i was like All right. Thank you, like spirit for confirming that. Um, you know, and I talked to her about it and, uh, she was very accepting and loving and it wasn't like, it was a lot less traumatic than what I thought it was going to be. You know, like we get conditioned from past experiences where we said something that was difficult to say to somebody and then it blows up. And then we think that it's going to be the same every time. Um, but that's not always the case, you know, and we have to be able to um, feel comfortable with ourselves, even if that does happen. Um, but it was nice to have that change of pace and uh, know that it's okay that I'm safe to talk to my partner about things that are hard. You know, that's what they're there for. You know, to to work together as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a powerful transformation for me to have that experience that was different, mm-hmm. because then I realized all the relationships um, and friendships that I had let go of, um, or moved out of because of trivial things that I felt like I couldn't handle or, you know, had, didn't want to have the difficult conversation. So today I spent the whole day just reaching out to old friends that I kind of drifted away from or lost contact with. Um, and, uh, just realizing that those relationships are important to keep and to, uh, nourish, you know, that's, it's, it's awesome to, to take care of. Very good. Yeah.
0: Very good. Today before the show, which was kind of funny i was um because i was running frantic earlier kate trust me if it wasn't for hayden <laughs> it, he got me through it because i was going i was like what button should i push Where should i put my fingers were, like, uh, my hands were like i was like i had a third hand i don't know where it came from this <laughs> is like we finally figured it out how to stream through uh from zoom to facebook which is kind of he goes he said like, yeah. he goes Julie North is on there, so we can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was funny. So I was laughing. I love that. I was <laughs> so like, okay, no problem. I
1: love that.
0: And then, you know, I was like, my hair was all best. I looked at the mad scientist, didn't I? <laughs> I yeah, like, you
1: looked you look a little scruffy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was
0: like, ah, oh, man, it, but we made it. Yeah. That's part of the learning curve, but yeah. Yeah, but before I got on the air, I, I got on my, this vibrating i have this vibrating like platform thing that shakes you it's good for your lymphatics and it helps your muscles contract and stuff yeah and so i put my new little headphones on not these but the, another one and then i push the button and my dad's favorite song came on
1: Oh wow! Oh, that's on, so special. I da, da,
0: da. and i wasn't sad i was just like yeah. oh, i was just like pointing you know yeah. like, yeah. All right, and I'm looking out the window, and the sun was bright through the basement window, like
2: bright. You
0: couldn't even see it, and I was like, "Wow, that was cool. That was awesome." You know, so that was kind of what calmed me down to do the show. So that was pretty neat. That was yeah. a night. That was a nice uh, confirmation that your ancestors are around. So that's why I make it a point not to light a candle and, and give thanks uh, to yeah. the people who who trailblazed. You know, for my existence personally and my family's existence and my brothers and sisters and we're here because of them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So that's why, um, that that's was my wonderful. magical, my magical moment for today. Besides Hayden saving my ass. Cause <laughs> I, I would have been doing it the old fashioned way. Yeah, <laughs> Who says you can't teach an old shaman new tricks,
1: right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you guys who don't know my friends here, they're also learning And they're kind of uh, going through some of the coursework. They're my students. I don't like the word student, but they're, they're fellow journey men and women on this trip with me. And I just happen to know a few things and I'm teaching them these new things as they are teaching me. So we're good teachers for one another. And we're sharing with each other, our experiences, our feelings, our hearts, our emotions and frustrations. And right now being on this journey is probably really interesting because everything that we were trained or training to do is, is about this kind of work. It's about being in solitude. It's about being quiet. It's about being to do the inner work, going into our deepest core thoughts. And this is a great shamanic uh, uh, place to be right now. It's a very powerful moment in time. If you want to know what a shaman does when he's by himself or she's by himself. This is what they do. They're in solitude. They're listening because they have to regather themselves in order for them to be able to journey and travel with other people and then come back. So this is, for me, this is kind of like what I do and the same thing, but it's like amplified now. So the amplification of being, you know, in more solitude and being, uh, you know, quiet. And for me, quiet is good because I run, you know, my energy runs high, so... But this is this is what it's like sitting in that cave or in that yurt somewhere around the world and just you know eating your beans and rice and just chilling, you know. Hmm. So what do you guys uh, what do you guys think about what's going on today? Well, I mean, this there's, there's there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening right hmm. now, and I don't either one of you can jump in here in a second. There's a lot happening, and there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of information and i think if anything there's a lot of information there's a lot of stuff that's being thrown at us don't be shy guys do you want to go for it kate
2: i'm processing the question
0: as as she's pondering my long-winded question come on (laughs) (laughs) no pressure and let's do the brain bunch thing real quick (laughs) right (laughs) <laughs> okay all right that's hilarious <laughs> I, just, I wanted to do that we just need yeah. like a fourth person make it right all right Hayden, take take us on a trip hayden
1: okay sure so as far we'll as, come as like,
0: we'll come back to kate yeah
1: so there's a lot of information and stuff you're saying what well, how mm-hmm. do i feel about the whole situation right now
0: i mean we're being bombarded with conspiracy virus uh all kinds of stuff, information overload, information overload. Yeah. You know, you don't even know what's true, what to believe, what's fake, what's not fake, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think it's like basically taking everything that we have known for a long time and just shaking it all up into a bottle and like not really knowing what parts, what pieces and parts are going to end up in what part of the bottle when it's done shaking, you know, Mm -hmm. like, where something on the bottom will end up on the top, something in the middle might stay in the middle, something in the middle might end up on the bottom. It's like, who knows? Um, and I think it's, uh, I think it's a good thing, um, on, on the greater scheme of things. I think uh, if you look at little pockets, it's going to be difficult for some people. Um, but I think, I think it's good for the evolution of humans on a greater scale, um, because, I think when things stay the same for so long and nothing really happens to disrupt the normal process of things, mm-hmm. um, there's there, there needs to be something that disrupts or a, an opportunity for growth. Um, that's how I've seen my life is, it's basically that like there's sort of a tension that builds up with certain issues in my life mm-hmm. and I don't notice them. I don't notice them. And then there's a threshold where I, I have the awareness to be able to deal with it. And then an event happens That triggers basically an opportunity for me to move forward or to stay in that same pattern and Mm -hmm. you know that's sort of what I see with this is there's been a lot of change happening over time Um, the internet was a huge innovation Um, there's like kids like my age who are have a completely different operating system than the older generations I mean that's That's always the case, but especially now. I think it's particularly a different operating system that we're sort Mm -hmm. of switching into. Okay. Um, And um, I don't know if anybody's listened to... Julia North had a a seminar that I listened to, and then she was sort of talking about this, and I definitely agree with what she was saying, which is sort of what I've been mentioning, that we're kind of moving into a new Mm -hmm. wave of um, how we're going to operate in the world. And I think this is just something to facilitate that process. Um, I don't know if it's like divine intervention that this is like, it's made it happen, you know, but I think that, um, it's an opportunity for us to make some changes and to reconsider sort of where we're going in the future. Okay. Very yeah. Good.
0: yeah. Awesome. All right, Kate, you're up. What do you think?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I agree with a lot of what, what, um, Hayden just said. I think that they're there is a lot of disruption happening right now and there's a lot of opportunity for growth and there's a lot of um, change and transition that's happening right now. Uh, even even the experience of, of being at home and being in our own spaces, there's that personal transformation that's happening for a lot of people and um, the opportunity uh, to kind of look at ourselves in different ways and do some of that introspective work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I, I'm very thoughtful in that regard, but at the same time You know there's a balance of the reality of of um what's happening in uh many places in the world many many places in our community in our country um and even to our neighbors right now where where there are folks who are um there are folks who are ill there are folks who who have passed away there are families who are grieving um there are people who had jobs who now um, maybe you're in a different economic space. Um, there are people that are going through that kind of grief and transition right now too. Um, so I suppose I'm, I'm also just trying to be grounded in the reality of, of what's happening in a, in a lot of people's lives right now. That is also very difficult and very challenging and how I can, um, I guess tr- just trying to find the balance in that.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Very so that good. makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Interesting. I like I like what you guys are coming from. I can feel what you're trying to express and what you're expressing, and I appreciate that. Hey, now I have a question. Does anybody has anybody po- posed a question on on uh, Facebook there? Has anybody said?
1: You know. uh, let's see. As a whole nation. So Ronnie, Ronnie's asking. Uh, As a whole nation, how would you all say this pandemic has changed us? What are some positive takeaways that we can apply? to our daily lives when this is over? Finally, what has been socially uh, distance, what has being socially distanced for everyone, your loved ones and friends taught you?
0: Hmm. That's a good question. Um, <clears throat> I think initially when we get the okay button to come back to whatever we think thought our lives were gonna be, I think there's gonna be a lot of hesitation still. I really believe that some, I'm not saying everybody's going to be like that, but I believe there's going to be a little hesitation where we're going to be still a little practicing a little bit more social distancing than like we didn't do before. And I think there's going to be some, some aspects that uh, we'll carry through, you know, maybe we'll wash our hands more often, you know, maybe uh, we'll clean things. Maybe uh, we'll do things a little differently. Uh, Part of me believes that that will happen for a moment. And then some things will go back to normal because there's something about human contact touch shake. Uh, the handshake will be different from now on. I think, uh, you can offer a handshake or not offer a handshake. I don't know how that's going to play out in the business world where we're used to, uh, putting our hand out and shaking, you know, someone's hand. Those are things I think could be affected as a nation. Uh, I think every age group, you know, every uh, generational group is going to approach this differently In my opinion, personally, I think the younger folks will be a little bit more, I think a little more freer about it, but, but not as much as I think, because actually there's some of the young people that I run to are very like, where's your mask, where's your gloves, blah, 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 you know? So that's kind of like, it depends where you're at and like the older group, you know, for me, like myself, people in my group, we're a little bit kind of half and half, you know, some of us will wear it. Some of us won't because we're kind of defiant kind of a group to begin with. So that's kind of my take and about what may happen after uh, this is over. I think there's going to be a lot of concern in people's minds. I think people are still going to be a little bit skeptical that it's actually gone. I mean, I don't think it's Mm going to be a complete, it's not going to be, oh, no, it's, it's done. We're done. No more. You know, it's not going to, I don't think it's be that easy. That was my poor attempt to be in the president of the United States. Yeah, I
1: got, I (laughs) I gathered that. It was funny. (laughs)
0: A better you <laughs> so let's let's build on that let's see uh what do you think what do you guys think because you're living it yeah what's your observations
1: like what the long-term effects are going to be or like mm-hmm. yeah what
0: do you think long-term effects I, might be gate
2: i agree it's going to take time mm-hmm. it, it, i think it's it's going to take time in a lot of ways i think um I think as we come out of this process, we're going to come out of it in a slow way. I don't mm-hmm. think that it's going to be—we wake up one day and everything goes back to normal, so to speak—and mm-hmm. people go back to their jobs and and we're able to sit in drum circles with each other or even um, be able to hug each other. And and for me, like uh, for me, I think I've gone through this process of I'm naturally rather introverted, so um, mm-hmm. there's a piece of me that kind of is. Enjoying this in some way, not in Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's not even the right world the word to use because of what's actually happening um in a broader sense. But like being in my own space, I feel a a degree of comfort in that in that zone. Um, but not being able to hug other people is really a wild thing and Mm -hmm. has been a really hard thing for me to um wrap my head around. Um I think it'll happen slowly, and I think that even once um, we maybe get into a space where we have those opportunities to be with each other again, there's going to be a psychology that we're all going to have to work through.
0: Yeah. I can see where
2: that. we start to f- feel comfortable and feel safe in those spaces again. And where we feel comfortable shaking hands with each other, where we feel comfortable hugging each other again. And um, I think that will be a process for a lot of people.
0: Mm-hmm. We think. I, I don't know.
2: If I answered the question
0: or not, no, no, I mean, you gave what you thought was how you see it, how you feel at the moment. So, yeah. yeah. What about you, Hayden? What do you think? What do you feel? Um, well,
1: I'm going to read the question real quick again, Ronnie's question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he changed it. <laughs> he changed it. Well, I'll read
1: it aloud again. So, as a whole nation, how would you all say this pandemic has changed us? What are some positive takeaways that can apply to our daily lives when this is over? And finally, what has being socially distanced for everyone been like, or what has it taught you? Okay. So I'll start with what it's taught me. Um, Okay. I uh, generally, I talked about this a little bit in the last show, but um, I'll go over it again real quick. Um, I think when we're busy, we have the ability to like avoid some of the things that are in our minds. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't realize that they're there when there's nothing to distract us. It all comes to the surface. And so you're like, what are these things doing here? Um, (laughs) And what do I do with them? Um, So there's kind of that sort of, Oh shit moment. And you have Mm -hmm. to sort of start to juggle things that you didn't think you had to juggle before. Um, So I learned how to sort of look at those things honestly and um, sort of, start to integrate those to some degree. I mean, there's always more, it's always deeper, but mm-hmm. um, it was nice to sort of get in touch with some of the stuff that um, I wasn't in touch with because of the distractions. So that's kind of what I've learned um, from being isolated from, from other people, there's no distractions. Um, okay. As far as how the pandemic has changed us, um, I think it makes the world feel like small in some ways, because everybody's mm-hmm. affected. So everybody in the world is going through this. Um, that's like my perspective. And just, I think it's mixing up everything. Like everything's going to be different afterwards. I'm hoping that people will help the people that are in need and um, they'll be considerate because it's not their fault that all this happened. And it usually hits the, you know, poor demographics harder than people who have established um bank accounts and stuff like that. So I hope that people are in need that they'll be taken care of. Um, and positive takeaways that we can apply to our daily lives when this is over. Um, wash your hands, I guess.
0: <laughs> wash your feet. Yeah. <laughs> wash everything because some people yeah. haven't watched anything for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm going to be devil's advocate, okay? Yeah. And you guys just be bluntly honest with me. I'm, sure. not, going to, I'm not going to take offense to anything. I just, And people in the studio audience, all clapping. No, people on, on Facebook, uh, if you have questions for us, please ask us. <clears throat> we'll be glad to answer them. And if you have something that you want to share and us have a little conversation about, we can as well. This is an interactive show. This is a, your show. This is for you guys to vent and feel what you need to feel. Okay. So I'm going to say some things and I just want you guys to don't think too hard about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't really, mm-hmm. don't necessarily judge me, but I'm just asking because I want to kind of get a feel for the vibration of what is out there because you, okay, you have a whole different group of people you hang out with Hayden mm-hmm who's down here has a whole different group of people who hangs out with and I have a whole different group of people hangs out with. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm here. You ready?
1: Yeah. And everybody,
0: everybody on the timeline can, can jump in right with me. My disclaimer is that I'm just asking questions. Okay. I'm not, I'm neither pro (laughs) or con. Okay. It's just me asking questions. Okay. Is there a virus? Is there a virus? Yes. Yes. Okay. See how easy that was? <laughs> <laughs> is there a virus? Okay. Even though we can't see it, we can only see the results and the things that are happening from it, correct? Yeah. Okay. So there is something out there. We 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 three agree that there's something out there. There's mm. something causing a little bit of havoc. I don't want to say a little bit, a lot of havoc actually mm. to the world. Okay, mm-hmm. so we agree on that. Studio audience, maybe they will respond, maybe they won't do you guys believe there's a virus
1: basically say yes two people okay. said yes
0: okay very yeah. good yeah. all right there's only two people listen to our show but that's okay <laughs> 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 but thank you for your response okay ready hmm. yeah. 5g is it affecting the human body
1: i'll go first because kate looks like she's thinking okay um, <laughs>
0: There's a lot there's a lot of conspiracies about this.
1: Yeah. So I think that um I think it's possible that it could affect the human body. There's no way it can't affect the human body because it's it's a frequency that's going through your body. Whether it has a negative impact on the body or not is a different story. So I mean there's radio waves, there's all kinds of waves that are going through the air all the time. Um some of them don't have as much of an impact on the body. I'm sure in large doses of anything, it's going to mm-hmm. be negatively impacting your body. Like I'm sure if you had a ton of radio waves, I don't know, I, I haven't done the research, but I, I think everything in moderation, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sure that on some level, 5g could be harmful to the human body. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know at what levels we're going to have them and like what that entails, you know? I mean, right. I don't, it's not like, always on my mind like it's not something that's really on my mind it's mm-hmm. it's gonna happen it's kind of out of my control yeah i feel like but mm-hmm. um i can see how it could i you know but I, I just don't know
0: okay no yeah fair question okay,
2: okay. 5g i Real think or not? That i share a similar perspective to hayden you know with the radio waves so on some level that's gonna affect us right it's gonna it's, it's something that we're, we're introducing into our ecosystem and so i think on on a certain level we're all going we're all going to feel that and we're all going to experience that. Um, the degree of that, I don't know that we know yet. Okay. I don't know that we know what it means yet.
0: Yeah. Now, I'm i just like you guys. I don't know enough about 5G and what it can do, but I just know that every time, every time we advance with uh, technology, it affects us in some way. Okay. That's these, they're proven, there's proven things about it. Mm. Okay, there's a lot of conspiracies about 5G being something that affects the human cells and stuff. And, and some people are adversely being affected by it. True or not true? I don't know because I, you know, when people put information out, you don't really know where the information is coming from. You're hoping right. that the information is uh, legit. And if you're not part of that necessarily part of that network or involved in that field, it's really makes it really difficult. And even if you do research, you don't know where the research is coming from. You don't even know where, because there's so much stuff, but it's really fascinating though. It is fascinating topic yeah. to study. And yeah, yeah, learn. Absolutely. I, I I read it and I watch it. Not And I don't discount it because I'm going inside that conglomerate of information is being pumped to me. Some of it's true, not all of it, but something, some part of it is factual. Okay. Yeah. When they say it's a wave that moves and says past technology. Well, that's true. You know, we're going to have faster internet, faster, blah, blah, blah. That's true. Okay. The other aspects of, you know, does it affect the cells of the body, blah, blah, blah. And this is why people, there are people who are saying that the virus is actually the people who are affected by radio wave, these waves, these 5G waves that their body can't handle and they has to expel it. Just talking. Remember devil's advocate. Don't beat me up here. Right. I'm just Uh, i'm just putting it out there because i find it very fascinating and i find it very interesting because a lot of movies are going to come from this there's going to be a lot of movies okay after this is over
1: yeah i mean i could i could dis i could discount that theory right now just by like simple you know statistics you know yeah because because like if the 5g was like the result of uh or if the virus was a result of people being experiencing 5g then you wouldn't see like the statistical trend of of like it spreading from like one country to another one. You know, it would okay. be like wherever the 5G nodes were, it mm-hmm. wouldn't spread like a It's not spreading like from the nodes where the 5G is coming from, it's spreading like a virus, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you look at the data, it's not going to match up with like the, where the 5G like just, you know, I don't know.
0: Now Wuhan, are, you know? supposedly from what I'm reading, yeah. God knows where that information comes from. Yeah. Wuhan is actually a 5G city where they have 5G. They mm-hmm. use 5G pr- very prominently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the question is going to be when people go back and they're back into the normal lives and they, when they turn the 5G on or whatever they did. Yeah. Will it happen again? See, cause you know, there's, you got the scientific method and you got all this stuff. You got to prove all these theories you got to do all this stuff. So it's interesting. Yeah. I find it interesting. Could we have agitated the viruses with these frequencies? That's a good question. We don't know. Cause them to go a little bit rampant, go a little bit crazy, a little bit nuts. Who knows? I'm I'm just devil's advocate here. I'm just putting it out. I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make us think.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's easy to go down a rabbit hole, but.
0: Rabbit holes are fun sometimes. Yeah. As long as the snake doesn't (laughs) come down through there, we're good. And they're just checking (laughs) out it. Yeah. All right, Kate. You're kind of I, quiet over there.
2: Yeah. No. I th- I think just from um, I don't know from everything that I've read about the virus, it's very similar to other viruses that have emerged and um, have emerged naturally. Uh, I I don't think that it's it's the cause. I don't think five G is the cause of the virus. But I think the virus is is probably natural in origin. Um, I I I don't know. Is is the virus it being agitated by 5G, I don't know. I don't know if we necessarily have the data to prove that or not. Um, you know, I, I find a lot of these theories really interesting. Um, and one thing that sort of jumps out to me is I think sometimes, um, and not to say that, that, that it is accurate or inaccurate, because I don't know that we have the data to really say one way or the other, but um, it also gives us an element of control. Because if we could mm-hmm. say it's 5G that's doing this, and if we just turned off the 5G, then this wouldn't be happening. It gives us an element of um, control in a space that is very unknown, and in a space that um, we don't have a lot of control. So I kind of wonder too if maybe there there's an element of that that sometimes we maybe we um, maybe there's a, there's a piece of that in there too. Yeah.
1: Okay. I could see that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's 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 an interesting, very fascinating. Okay. And I and I and I get it. And you uh, know. A lot of people have responded yes, 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 and they probably, I'm sure, they all have their reasons or their answers. But um, we're kind of just have this little panel. We're kind of answering questions for you. If someone wants to send us information, that's fine. That's cool. No problem. Um, I personally don't know. I personally don't know. I know there's something out there lurking in the dark, moving around and affecting people. Um, you know, I'm not. I don't know. Really don't know about that. So we'll move on to the next question. Social distancing. Good, bad, what? I mean, is it going overboard? Are we overboard? Or is it something that we should be really doing, practicing?
1: Well, I don't think there's a should. I think it's like, it's it's a matter of consequences. So there's like, there's... Okay, you enjoy your life, and like it's nice to hang out with friends, or like mm-hmm. it causes more spread of the disease and causes more consequences for other people, possibly. Okay. So I don't think there's necessarily like a right or wrong. It's more like, are you, do you want to affect other people in a negative way, or do you want to act sort of selfishly in that respect because it mm-hmm. could harm other people and you know live your life the way you want to live it? Um, So I think it's a matter of like considering your community and your environment or um, just ignoring the potential risks and uh, just going for it. You know, that's the choice of the individual because they have that choice. Um, But I would I would hope that people would think about the community um, before they did something that would put others at risk.
0: Go ahead, Kate.
2: That's a really good way of phrasing that, Hayden, Um, that it's really about the consequences um, I think one of the really tricky things about uh, this particular virus is that it's, it's, it's a new virus and we don't really have uh, a lot of other treatment methods for it. So uh, the social distancing is, is one of the most, one of the only tools we have and, and one of the most effective tools. And I, I think that you're very right in the regard that it's really about choices um, and what outcomes we want to see in our community and, and, and in even our small circles and in the people that we love. You know, I think about you know my mom and she's in her 70s and uh boy we've had some intense conversations about her not wanting to stay at home at all in any way shape or form mm-hmm. um but she's come around uh but i but i think about her and i think about you know her her and where she's at and the potential risks to her and to um other loved ones in my life so you know i agree i think it's it's really about choices and consequences
0: yeah, and you know, in any pandemic that ever has happened in the world, social distancing was actually one of the first things that they actually yeah. did. It was one of the things that yep. was actually very required. Plus, nobody really wanted to be around anybody in case they had it. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, it was like, well, I want to stay in my yeah. house. I don't know about you, but I'm gonna stay here. Yeah. But what about the grocery store clerk? What about the person who stocks our shelves? Should they should they be working? Should they should there be a better system in order to purchase food? I mean these people are putting their lives at risk, just like doctors and nurses. Mm-hmm. Is there a solution? Is there a better idea?
1: That's tough. That's tough. I mean, my my girlfriend's going to be working at Kroger here soon. So, like.
0: Um, Every day, you have the potential that she could bring it home to you.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I don't get to see her, but. um <laughs>
0: I like that excuse. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, we're we're social distancing, so yeah. right now it's it's a long distance relationship. But um, but, but, it,
0: but it's a good question. Yeah, these people. I mean, because I mean, nothing against doctors and nurses, because you know they they they, that's that's a gimme. We already know that they already sacrifice and they're in the front lines, and I get that. But we forget about the other people sometimes. We we don't. It's not a glorified job. Right now, it's pretty, pretty up there. Yeah. That person who stocks your shelf, that person who's at the register, you know, I, I think we need to have a better way of protecting them and protecting ourselves because people are just going through these stores and, you know, and everything's just getting, even the small amount, you don't need a hundred people to just pass. It only takes one person. yeah I went I went to Home Depot today and they have a clicker and they were counting how many people were in the store. They weren't going to let hundred people in the store. And if you want to go in the store, you have to wait till somebody come out. Mm-hmm. And then they sprayed the hell out of all the carts with this bleach stuff. And when I touched it, it was all wet. I'm going great. You know, I'm like, <laughs> and so I'm walking through the store and I'm thinking, man, they have these cameras and these misters that are like spraying on things. And it was really, it was really weird. Yeah. It
2: yeah. It's a, it's a difficult, it's a difficult um, question to answer because people inevitably need access to food. Mm-hmm. Um critical to our health, critical to our lives, critical to well-being, um, but the risk that, that the folks who are working in our grocery stores and I have just such tremendous respect for all of the folks who are doing who are doing that work and get up every day and are there really um, and caring for so many of us. Um, sh- should we be doing everything we can to protect them? Absolutely we should, and um, I think I link back then to um, the social distancing even in a way that you know we have to if, when we are going to the grocery store, it's important to only go when it's necessary and, and make it very quick and um, do what we can to protect those, those folks. Because by staying mm-hmm. away, we are also protecting them um, and reducing the risk of transmission to those folks. Um, and also just everybody be so kind when you're in the stores. Those mm-hmm. folks are under so much pressure, so, mm-hmm. so, so much pressure. And they're doing an extraordinary job and they're showing up every day so that um, so many people have access to food and can eat. And that is Mm -hmm. tremendous. And I agree with you, we should be doing everything we can to um, protect them and to care for them. You know, the folks who are working in in gas stations as well and um, the truck drivers who are are bringing in food. Um, And there are so many people who are giving so much right now um, to take care of the rest of us. And it's, um, I think about them every morning. I really do, and I Mm -hmm. include them in my prayers every single morning because I think it's it's ordinary what they're doing, and um, we should be protecting them, yes.
0: Good. Yeah, I. um, for those of you who are listening and you work in a store, thank you very much. I want to thank you for doing your part in this very difficult time, and a lot of you have to be there because you have to pay your bills, and you have to take care of things, and you have to eat, and I totally get that, so... And I, I feel really, really bad for a lot of companies and a lot of businesses that had to shut their doors because I'm pretty sure a lot of these business, some small businesses may not come back. I'm unable to survive, you know, and I feel really bad, uh, you know, for a lot of these families, especially family owned businesses and stuff, how they're going to be affected. And, um, uh, you know, I'm not sure how it's going to turn out, but, um, next question. Do you think that governments, do you think our government is doing a good job. You think we could do better. What would you suggest that they do and put politics aside? So don't, 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 don't put the politics in it. Think about it in a way as, as humans, are they doing the right thing for us? are are they? I don't, I honestly don't feel comfortable answering that question. Cause like I said government, so I didn't say it could be any government. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I no, I know, know. I know. People. I know.
1: I just, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable like making judgments as to how they're running things because i don't know the logistics and all of the things that go into doing what they're doing um based on my experience like judging something from the outside not being on the inside Mm -hmm. it's always you're always going to miss something and you're always going to um sort of miss the mark and and sort of I don't know be judgmental and realize that it's a lot harder than what it seems. So it's like, Oh, it's so easy. Like, why don't they just do this? But there's like a whole set of different things that's involved that like prevents them from doing it. And that's just from being at work. Like um, I have an example, like, you know, when a boss seems lazy and they're like always in the back office. And then I got, I started to be trained um, for a manager position in in that, Mm -hmm. in that restaurant. And I realized all the work that was involved with like a management position. I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's why the manager was in the back so much Mm because they had all this paperwork that they do, you know, but Mm -hmm. here I was with my crew and us and we're like, oh man, like he's so lazy. Like, why does not he come out and help us? You know, so that was like my perception because I didn't understand the roles that were need to be filled um, and his duties. And Mm -hmm it's kind of on the responsibility too of the manager to like sort of let people know like what his job is so the crew knows so that's kind of his responsibility he didn't do that well Mm -hmm. but still that's that lesson has kind of stuck with me so when I don't really understand the full logistics of how things are implemented I like I look and see what's happening I think they're doing the best they can like I think there's a lot of really like top-notch experts like this is the biggest crisis in like the past like 100 years probably other than like in the 1920s i think there's the great depression you know Mm -hmm. um but i think everybody that can possibly be on this project is on the project so i'm sure like whatever can be done is being done and if they're making mistakes i'm sure they're trying to fix them as quick as possible that's my that's that's my theory you know
0: that's that's a fantastic answer thanks what about you kate
2: you know, I think it's really difficult to have um, a good answer to that question. And, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. so it's really easy to sit here today and say, somebody should have done this or we should have done that. Um, right. I, I don't know if there's a lot of real, there's a lot of value in that um, conversation, or at least for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the situation is what it is today. Um, and... I don't know, when I feel myself get drawn into that, when I feel, when I start to have those feelings and, you know, you have like the frustration and the anger and all of those things, is that, is it really, is it really what I'm projecting or is it, is it more about me and, and not having maybe the control or the fear of the unknown that I'm having? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think it's for myself, I just continue to try to think about and focus on what's happening today? What can we do with the situation that we're in? How do we best manage that situation? Um, how do we best manage it for our own selves, um, for the people that we care about for our community and, and, and are there things that me as an individual in this small space that I'm in can actively do each day to make a difference in that space, Mm -hmm. um, and to help make the situation better. And, um, I think focusing on the path forward and how we, we, um, manage the situation as it is so that it is so that we can have the best outcome possible for our communities and our loved ones is feels like a more valuable use of my time than to think about what we could have or should have done because that's good. where i'm at
0: i like both your guys response which is good actually because you know you good valid points because if you're not in the club you don't know what's going on right
1: yeah
0: you can't yeah. you don't you don't know what What's going on but unfortunately there are people who just throw their their mud on the wall you know and they get really upset because they want answers and they want to get back to work i get that yeah but you know what here's the thing you know i'm going to say that most leaders and most uh, people who are in the position of authority right now are doing whatever the hell they can to make sure that they stay alive and you stay alive okay because it's important for just for everybody I would think it'd be ridiculous if someone thought that, you know, that governments want to do away with people or kill people, you know, or, or, you know, thin the population, you know, theories that have been out there. I think I've had those conversations with people, you know, where certain countries would do that. But I really believe that most of the people who are in the positions they are, are, are probably just as feeling, feel what we feel. Man, what the hell's going on? Why did I tell somebody I need to be on the air? Blah, blah, blah. Who, who knows what they're going through? You know, governor DeWine, the mm-hmm. president, you know, mm-hmm. the prime minister of that country, prime minister of this country in my country, it's lockdown, man. It's like, no, there's no, um, they don't mess around. Like you, you, you get, you go to work at eight, you're allowed from eight to from five in the morning to eight at night. You do your, your, your work. Okay. And then it's lockdown 5. AM to, you know, I mean, from, from 8, 8 PM to 5. AM, you're not allowed out the house for nothing. Then now they've broken down where they have three days for the males to go and do whatever they do. And then the females two days and then Sunday, nobody's allowed out of the house, period. You're not allowed out of the house. So that's how Peru's handling. And I think they've only had 52 deaths out of 28 million people. And so I'm not sure how many people were infected or whatever, but they, they've, they're trying things and they're doing the best they can. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think it's on our, I think it's on our part. To do our part, like you say, in social distancing, washing our hands, you know, doing all the things that if if we play our part, we do our part, then this thing goes away a little quicker, a little faster, you know. Yeah. So, my next question How long do you think this is going to last? I mean, what you feel in your gut?
1: It's going to be a while. It's not going to go away. Like, two
0: months, three months, six months. Yeah, months
1: my um one of my cousins is a she um she's a biochemist or she's a i forget exactly where position is but she's worked Mm -hmm. with like biological warfare and stuff like that so she understands sort of the what um diseases can do and sort of what um the protocols or are for Mm -hmm. keeping people safe and she was talking to my dad and he was telling me that um Basically, so there's the initial quarantine aspect of like making sure that t- not too many people get sick. Um, but then there's the aftermath aspect where like some people are, have gotten through the virus, they're immune to the virus in theory, you know, because you have the immunity, the antibodies built up. Um, but then there's a whole population that's not immune because they haven't been um, infected by the virus and they haven't gone through it. Okay, And so it's like, you have to basically figure out like what population has gone through and like can still interact. And then the other population that hasn't had those viruses yet, um, are at risk still. So they can't really like, they still basically have to social distance. The other ones are going to be fine. You know, they can go back to normal life, um, okay. essentially. So there's like a reintegration process that takes a while until there's like, um, a, a vaccine. And I, I like walk by the TV cause the TV is always on at our house. Um, and so I walked by the TV and I um, heard that they were going to try to use the uh, plasma from people who have gone through the virus mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to get the antibodies from from them and basically, um, basically give that to other people so they can have the immunity or fight the virus more quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I think they're trying to find ways to um, quicken the process of healing and also um, maybe develop um a system where people can um be reintegrated quicker because i think they sort of got a handle on like the whole quarantine aspect but i think most likely the professionals are thinking about like okay we did the quarantine thing now how are we going to reintegrate people into society so i think that's sort of what they're talking about now that would be my guess as to what they're trying to figure out at this point okay very good
0: what about you kate
2: I think it'll be a while. Um, how long this um, staying at home the way that we are right now will last, I'm not entirely sure, but this is going to be a process. Um, and I, I think that they've been pretty um, transparent about that, at least at the state level, that this is, this is going to be a staged process because even once we see um, incidences of the virus go, go down because of the social distancing, a lot of that is going to be because of the social distancing. So to be really mm-hmm. careful, I think we have to be it's, it's going to be a really careful process um, so that we don't see people start getting sick again, and how they manage that will probably take a good bit of time, and it's probably going to be a slow process, and, and it may be a process that sort of ebbs and flows um, mm-hmm. o- over time.
0: So would you guys take the virus, the vaccine for the virus? If it was available?:
1: It's a good question. Uh yeah, I probably would.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, obviously I, I'd want to see like the research studies done on it, what the efficacy is, the safety, mm-hmm. um, allergies and interactions and all of that. But, um, as long as all of that felt good to me, I wouldn't have a problem with the vaccine.
0: Yeah. It's really hard to gauge, you know, on if it works or doesn't work, you know, that's like, this is new information that I just heard that Hayden just passed along. And, and, um, I I kind of put things on Facebook just to see and where people were out with to take a vaccine or whatever. There's been a lot of no's. A lot of people are really skeptical about taking. Of course, I have a Mm. lot of my friends are drummers and we're a bunch of old hippies and (laughs) 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 we're a little skeptical of things and Mm. maybe we have a reason, but I don't know. We'll, We'll see how it plays out. I think it's one of the things that just plays out. I haven't made a decision on yes or no on that yet it all really depends if uh i think what well, i think what i would probably do first is get would test myself and see if i'm if i have the antibodies or whatever or the immunity to it before i just take a shot you know i would probably get tested make sure i don't have it or didn't carry cuz i guess they can they can test you now if you had it to see if you had it yeah so i think i would do that prior to taking any vaccine i think i think i would uh do the steps like you said kate go take the steps gather the information and go from there so we have any other questions on the uh, online there
1: uh, i'd have to scroll up here let's see um ronnie had some more questions oh, okay. um thoughts on how the media portrays the virus as well as the toilet paper hoarding and other supplies <laughs> <laughs> And uh, what are the thoughts on the origin of it and how people buy things just to buy? Uh, Last, should food carryouts be open to the public and is it really safe in the end?
0: There's a Garcia question in it, that was Garcia's. (laughs) I'm I'm lost in the question. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> there are a
0: lot of questions
1: yeah. Yeah. so thoughts on the media, okay, thoughts the virus, the media. Okay, and then I'll, the toilet paper okay. Okay. And, and other supplies buying out and what's right. the origin of that uh, I'll and then st- carry out food so I'll we can start, start i one start. of them yeah.
0: uh, the only thing that really pisses me off about the media is I wish they would share a little more information about the recovery of people of having not one there's multiple people who are better <clears throat> mm-hmm. it's easy to dwell on the negative because we're in it and it's it's so detrimental <sighs> Now the only thing that really bothered me, the like really bugged me the other day, was when somebody post, uh The Surgeon General said that this is like our generation's Pearl Harbor. I was like, dude, really? I mean,
1: that's different.
0: I'm like, that's, that's a different. whole. That's like a whole different. You're talking. I mean, that's that's a can of worms home. right there. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it's that's like a
2: can of worms. That's loaded.
0: But he yeah. said that, and the media has been blasting out this generation's Pearl Harbor, and they just posted on on Yahoo again. <clears throat> they having a whole article on it. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that one. I'm like, really? What do you guys think about that? I mean, I don't know, but I don't, I don't know.
1: Well, I have to see like what he said to know, like exactly what happened, but based on what you said, like him saying that it's like Pearl Harbor, um, I mean, it's different. I can understand why he said that. Because I think he probably didn't mean it in like a demeaning way. He probably just said like, it's a really impactful, like hard experience that impacts like the globe on some level, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, uh uh-oh, looks like we lost Kate.
2: Uh
0: Uh-oh, Kate, where'd you go? She's somewhere. I'm
2: coming back. I'm back. I'm back.
0: All right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You you disappeared again. Where are you?
2: Hold on, hold on. I'm back. there you go okay
1: you're back <laughs> all right um so i can understand like the impact like it, it has a significant impact on mm-hmm. on some countries i think pearl harbor to think that it impacted the whole world yeah it may have but you know some countries probably just like just like we don't necessarily know about all the wars going on in different countries either you know um like it's have a tendency to prioritize like what happened to us it's like oh it was terrible it was terrible but it was someone attacking us you know this is a virus it's different
0: i think that's what they were trying to portray that it was um a sneak attack uh uh something that you know we weren't expecting it's a war it's i mean for some people this is a war yeah Mm -hmm. this is just mother earth children going at it you know and see who survives but i think that's kind of what they were trying to portray and i don't think I don't think it's a good analogy i don't think for me personally
1: no i don't think that was the best fit but i can yeah. see where they're going i'm sure it wasn't like negative intent but it, it's kind of disrespectful in some ways i feel like a little bit you know they they didn't think it through probably yeah that's think, just Kate? my thought yeah
0: yeah kate's down at the bottom now
2: you know it's there's it's information overload right now there's there's so many different news sources and we're getting and then the the age that we're in we get um information from so many different sources simultaneously that it's, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, at least for me, I feel like it's really easy to get overwhelmed and lost in that. Um, so I don't know. I guess I, th- I think at this point I have like about three or four like trusted sources that, that I will go to that I'll read articles on. Mm-hmm. And I try to um, kind of limit that and, and filter that to an extent um, just just for my own self Mm -hmm. um, so that I don't feel super overwhelmed by it. Um, I think it's easy to get overwhelmed in that space. I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I think the media in some, in some regards is trying to help communicate an important message. And as Hayden said, I think that, uh, you know, this type of a pandemic is something that's very, very different and very, not necessarily something that's in um, Mm -hmm. the scope of any of our experience. So, perhaps there's a degree of that, that they're trying to help people to um, understand how significant it could potentially mm-hmm. be. But I do think that it's it's very easy to get overwhelmed and, and those sorts of, of things elicit um, very specific emotions inside of people. Um, so I don't know, I guess I'm just trying to filter it.
0: Okay. Yeah, makes sense. So I believe uh, the other question was hoarding, right?
1: Yeah, the toilet yeah, paper and other supplies. Paper.
0: Well, my son, I know he sent me a message. He goes, Dad, can you send me a Walmart card? I'm out of toilet paper. Oh, I can't God. buy any toilet paper. I'm like, oh, well, you should have hoarded everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, what do you think? People a little out of line? What I mean,
1: I, I understand. I don't understand it. I really don't. <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to like wrap my head around like i just don't i don't understand like when i think like oh i'm gonna be in my house a long time i don't think like oh i'm gonna buy a crap ton of toilet paper you know like the first thing i'm gonna do is buy food like how Mm -hmm. much toilet paper do you need like what are you wiping you know like how much do you need to wipe (laughs)
0: like they're gonna be cleaning the house huh
1: yeah like get some i don't know it just it just seems ridiculous like i maybe go through this maybe tmi oh kate's gone again but I think maybe like Sorry. I don't know, roll of toilet paper a week per person, maybe you know, like I don't know, depending on how how much you're pooping, you know. But
0: I don't know, I don't know. I mean, I think people are just nervous that they're gonna get stuck and they're not gonna be wiped. I don't yeah. know. Okay, yeah. what do you think?
2: I think it's interesting <laughs> that we chose toilet paper. And no, not Ronnie,
0: Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie chose toilet paper <laughs> and company. other
1: supplies. He yes. said, but he specified supplies, yeah. toilet paper. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, That's we didn't choose water. Didn't
2: go water. Of all the things to hoard, we chose toilet paper as a culture, which is kind of fascinating. And it happened globally, not just in the United States, but it happened like in Australia and it happened in other places too.
0: That's where um, I so, heard it too, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So why we have, like globally decided that toilet paper was the thing, I'm not sure. Um, I think the hoarding inevitably is about fear though, right? It's yeah. about it's about fear and it's about feeling like I'm going to be without this critical thing that I feel Mm -hmm. like I need. And I also think it gives people a sense of control. Again, we're like in this very unknown space, right? Where there's this, there's this new virus, there's this sickness that people can get sick. Um, Could this happen to me? I don't know. There are all the emotions that go into that. And I think that, um, that hoarding gives us a sense of control. Like we're doing something about Mm -hmm. it, even if that something is getting all the toilet paper.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can understand wanting to be like, cause you want to get the supplies you need. Like if, you, if you're going to be in your house for like a month, you're like, I'm not leaving. Cause I like, I'm an elderly person yeah. and I don't like, it's a big risk for me. So like they want all the supplies so they don't have to leave their house. Like I understand that, you know, that's and not necessarily 10 a fear. Packages that's just, of
0: toilet paper. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's like being smart, you know, for them. Cause like they're, that they're at a risk at risk population, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah.
0: What else went? Well, water, water disappeared for a while there. It was gone too. Water had disappeared at Walmart's. Not that like
2: toilet paper though.
0: You know what's funny though? It's interesting that I found watching how this process plays out. When you go to Walmart, the shelves are pretty bare. I don't know why it is, but you go to Giant Eagle, and some things are gone, but it's it's stocked pretty good. And I don't know if that's perception that maybe they're more expensive, and you know who knows. But every time I go to John Eagle, I never have any problems. Walk in, there's toilet paper, there's eggs, there's, you know, there was a time you couldn't get any eggs either or milk. And I think uh, they had put a like a hoarding band. They weren't, they were producing too much milk and they wouldn't let people buy enough milk. And now the wow. milk producers were like saying, Hey, you know what? Take the band off because we need to sell our milk because you guys are limiting people to one gallon or two gallons of milk or people who are used to buying five, six gallons, you know, because I have big families. So it's kind of interesting. It's an interesting fact. We're learning a lot about ourselves yeah. and about our culture.
1: Yeah, about being human.
0: Yeah. What was the other question he asked?
1: Uh, let me scroll up.
0: He's got some good questions.
1: He does. He does have some good questions. Let's see. Uh, as well as toilet paper hoarding. Um, what are your thoughts on the origin of it and how people buy things just to buy? Yeah, we talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit. Lastly, should uh, food carryouts be open to the public? And is it really safe in the end? All right, Kate, what do you think?
2: What do we mean by food carryout?
1: I think like restaurant takeout. I thought they were. Yeah. They but, are. Yeah. He, he's just, I think he's asking, should food carryouts be open to the public? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, Kate? And is it, is it really safe?
0: What do you think?
2: Um, I don't think that it's any less safe than the grocery store, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for a lot of people, for a lot of families, those, um, cooked, those like cooked, already made meals can be really vital and can be really important. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also think that there are a lot of people that work in those jobs who are dependent on that income and that Mm -hmm. that's also really important. And it's probably helping to keep a lot of those restaurants, um, alive and afloat during this time um mm-hmm. and hopefully they will be there on the other side of it so that we can all go back and have really wonderful meals there again mm-hmm. um so uh i i think i think that it's a good thing okay. or at least as good as it can be given the circumstances right what
0: do you think hayden
1: i don't think i'm qualified to answer this question because <laughs> I don't know enough about the virus to know what kind of surfaces and stuff. I like his
0: answers. Who's this guy?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think they, I know restaurants are taking precautionary measures. Like you do have to maintain a six feet distance, like while you're in the restaurant and like there's certain things like you can't just grab stuff off the counter. Um, Like everything's taken off that could be touched Mm -hmm. by other people. That's going to be related to food. So only the people that work there can touch those things. So they're Mm -hmm. taking measures to make it safer is it like safer than staying at your house? Probably not because it's not your house and there's other people there. Right. But um, you know, I think they're doing the best they can. And obviously like I'm not an expert in the medical field or like viruses and stuff. So that's not really an answer that I can True. give you, you know, go to someone else for that. <laughs>
0: man, you've, been, you've been hanging out with me, man. Anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'll tell you a story. My, my brother, Around we those three restaurants. He actually had to close his restaurants temporarily, you know, till the thing's over because he wasn't making any money. He says it was costing him more money to stay open.
1: Yeah. I'm not surprised. The lights
0: and stuff. He said he was making 20, 30, $40, you know, cause you know, people, what happens is people start to decide. So do I just want to eat fast food? Do I want to eat this Chinese? You yeah. know, there's this thing that goes in your head, you know, that list that you used to have in your head, mm-hmm. the three restaurants, you usually you go to that list just got rewritten right and that list right. is like completely yeah. different uh white castle's now is like really hot you know mcdonald's is hot you know arby's all the all the fast food restaurants are doing really good because chipotle yeah and chipotle because that's what that's kind of what they were doing to begin with
1: yeah you know, right. drive-through work yep
0: but for my brother for example he it wasn't viable, it wasn't feasible so he's waiting it out and you know and he's um I hope he can come back. You know, I'm, I'm sure he will. But
1: well, the government's probably going to help him out if he lets them know what's going on.
0: Yeah, I think within with due time things will be going on. Yeah. And now talking about governments, the stimulus check. Twelve hundred dollars enough for for people.
1: I mean, that's that's what I'm going to be getting here next week. I think I, fi- <laughs> I I filed for unemployment. That's more than what I make at Cosi, so.
0: <laughs> he's like yeah Woo-hoo, a
1: raise <laughs> i got a raise yeah um i think it's i think it's the best they can do it's so hard when like this happens to like so many people um and could it be better yeah but given the time and resources and the like
0: the crisis, i know you're not qual- i know you're not qualified to answer this question <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm not qualified, (laughs) but I understand why they made it so simple. Um, (laughs) Go ahead. um, Because like, ideally you'd go like on a case by case basis and Mm -hmm. analyze and figure out like how much the family needs and like what, um, what's like appropriate for them um, and what they actually do really need because every person is different. But since you can't do that because it's so fast paced. You kind of have to paint broad strokes and some people are going to fall below and some people are going to fall above and they're going to be like, like me and I'm, I'm kind of falling above. Like I'm going to be getting a bonus basically. Um, so, and, uh, I mean, that's, that's what it is, I guess. They're doing, they're doing what they can to make sure that people are taken care of and not just ending up homeless basically, you know?
0: Yeah. What about you, Kate?
2: I think it's a a tremendously complex issue Um, and I think that they had to move very, very fast um, to get a solution in place. And what they're they're seeing is a tremendous amount of people who are without work and who um, are are gonna be struggling um, potentially to pay bills and to take care of their family. And um, those are very, very real. Those are just very, very real issues, very deep issues. Mm Um, Do I think it's a perfect solution? No. Do I think any solution is perfect? No. But do I think that it will be a tremendous help to a lot of people during this time? Yes. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's hard.
0: Yeah, it's hard. I mean, my curiosity is what happens to all these big corporations? How are they? I mean, I'm sure they're affected too in some way or another. Sure. I mean, how, where's the, where's the fairness? Where's the line for me is, you know I'm really concerned i am really concerned about those kind of things and I'm really concerned about all the laws and things that get passed while we're in this uh particular situation too you know all the writers that are put on bills and stuff, so I'm really nervous about little things like that because a lot can happen not can be taken advantage of in a situation when
1: there's pressure
0: yeah when there's yeah. pressure right. and when and when we're not in tune you know it's they're already notorious for passing bills at three a m four a m in the morning so yep. You know, there's just a lot of things. I think this is a time for us to be very ret- retroactive. You know, be very in- involved, be very connected as much as we can without being bombarded with the information. Yeah. But um, you know, I find that the stimulus. I'm, su- I'm surprised it wasn't more. Okay, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm not saying thousands and thousands of dollars, but I'm surprised it wasn't a little bit more, considering the fact that you know, people are, are <laughs> they're unemployed. They've lost their jobs. Yeah, Yeah. And there's a lot of, I mean, you've basically have shut down the country and the financial uh, ramifications of our decisions to save our lives is going to also have uh, a consequence on, but but it's something that has to, it's going to happen. You know, when you take something to fix something, sometimes that happens. And I hope people understand that this situation is not easy for anybody, you know, so so that's why I asked all these, these questions earlier on the show, because it, 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 all ties in. It all is connected. It's mm-hmm. all my relations, you know, you know, you hear me talk about, you know, you know, all my relations and, you know, six feet of separation. Now we have six feet of separation, right? Where we have to six, be six feet away, you know, from somebody. This all affects everybody. This affects everything. Everything that's happening right now is recalibrating remaking this world as we yeah. know it mm-hmm. we are not going to come out of this the same we're going to either come out of it very some people are going to come out very cynical some people are going to come out very uh, grateful there's going to be a whole handful of things the illusion is that everybody's going to be having this, this magical opening of their their spirit and whatever no some people are going to come out very bitter and very upset and very yeah. Uh, frustrated yeah and i think we have to be ready for that aspect too I don't want to, I don't want to live in, in thinking that it's all going to be good no. because it's not going to be good for some people, you know, it's going to be good for some others. And some people are like, oh, you know, cause you know, you and I have friends and we feel the same way sometimes. Oh, this has been the best thing. You know, I'm in solitude, blah, blah, blah. I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just saying, but there are another group of people who I know, dude, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have this and I have that. Are they going to take my house? They say they're not going to take my house. They say they're not going to do this, but you know, when, when time comes and the green light is that they give us the green light, can I retroactively re- recover and get back to where I was? Right. You know, that's, that's a big concern for a lot of people. And some people are like, I'm surprised people are thinking about money, blah, 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 because money has been, it's the energy exchange that we have all agreed to use. And mm-hmm. for some people, that is something that's very, very point and very important. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to knock anybody on either side of the fence because for them, it's their reality. It's their real thing for them. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so I, I send, and I love, and I pray that everybody find their path and find their way to be, just be patient. I think patience is going to be a big virtue for us. We're really going to have to sit there and go, I know we're going through some shit right now, but I think in the end, if we all work together, if at least I work in this process to do my part, that we're going to make it. We're going to be okay. I really believe that. I think it's going to be on you, Hayden, Kate, and everybody who's on the listening to our show to be focused and to be under, to be understandable that that your neighbor is suffering in a ways that we can't even imagine and you're suffering ways day. that your neighbor would even imagine. That's so we have to be patient with people and understand, you know, and and raise each other up the best we can. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah.
2: You know, I think that's a really important point, Iggy. And I think that um, the other group of people that that we have to be really mindful of in the process is is the folks who um, either are experiencing illness or have family members who are experiencing illness or who may um, suffer very significant losses through this process. And there'll be a real grief process in a lot of ways for a lot of people.
0: Absolutely. I do believe that just because maybe it hasn't affected us personally or indirectly doesn't mean it's not happening. And each one of us knows somebody that knows somebody that has affected that. I do know that I do know. And that I do uh, uh, account for that. I do know people who know people who know people. Now I sound like the president, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, who have been affected, you know, and, you know, and, and I'm glad I asked that question. And I know it's kind of a personal question. I, I understand that the questions I ask sometimes could be of a personal nature, but I ask these questions because I really truly want to know because I truly want to be involved. And I, and I think people really need an outlet sometimes to express. And the ones that don't want to express won't regardless of what you ask. But I was really happy and really content and very happy and surprised that people were actually able to express that no yes my cousin my this my friend's friend and so it puts a real picture on it because you know i was getting to the place i was like is anything really happening because no one's really even said anything on facebook no one's really mentioned and most people on facebook have one to 400 people that they know i have like four or five thousand people that are in my friendship thing but not i don't connect with everybody but somebody has to be affected by this because they said what it's one in a hundred people are affected by this virus in some way or another. So that's that's a lot of people, and that one person to be affected because depending where you fall in the numbers, you might be the one. Yeah. So I was really proud of Facebook friends and and my you know people who I connect with that they shared those 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 intimate places because I'm not I'm not doing it because I'm trying to be an antagonist. I'm not trying to antagonize and cause problems. No, I really want us to talk. I really want us to share. I really want us to, to be in, in, in conversation and communication with one another, because if we're going to come out of this, we're going to have to come out of this differently. You know, we're going to have to come out of this in a way that is not combative. It's not something that's going to harm us. We got to come out of this in a way where we can help each other because we're a lot going to need help. I might need help. I don't know. I, I have no clue. I, I could get sick tomorrow. You know, yeah. it, anybody can get sick. Anybody we know. You know, this might this could be my last show, you know, knock on wood, (laughs) you know, but we don't know anything at this time. We don't have any clue. And so these conversations and these shows that we're doing and these talk that we're having is very powerful medicine because this is how we used to do when we were around the campfires, we would share and talk and find solutions to these answers and these questions that we were having and we were asking of ourselves. If we don't communicate and talk, we'll never learn from each other. We'll never grow. And, you know, being in isolation is good to some degree, but eventually we have to come to these places and these forms and and express and share where our heart will take us, not to give everything away, but where our heart takes us and where we feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Any other thoughts, anything you want to share real quick?
1: I'm like, I'm grateful that you have this platform to be able to talk about things and to share with people and just be open about stuff and, you know, just have conversations because I think it's important um, Mm -hmm. to have that. And I think um, the people watching probably appreciate it. And I appreciate it. I enjoy, um, you know, working with you and being in this space with everybody. It's it's really a nice place to be. So thank you for that.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Anything you want to add? I I think,
2: you know, as many opportunities as we can to just give people the chance to be authentic with how they're feeling about things and how things are impacting them. And and I think it's beautiful that you opened up that space and allowed people to really share about um, people in their own circles who are being affected. Um, Because that can be a hard thing to say. It's a hard thing maybe to share for some people. And um, the reality is, even in this place of social distancing, we all still need each other. We need each other's support. We need each other's um, care and compassion, and mm-hmm. and we need um, we need to know that we have shared experiences with other people and that we're not alone. Um, so to create that platform is is just really outstanding, and I think that we just need to continue to do that for each other.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I agree with you guys. Because what I want to do on Friday, Friday show, since we're all going to be in our homes. Uh, you can either watch netflix or me (laughs) but uh i want to open up the forum i want to i want to do a town hall uh version of iggy garcia live where everybody who tunes into our show i'm going to give them an access code when they tune in and they can all join us and just make a bunch of windows And, you know, you just raise your hand when you have a question you want to ask and share. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be very powerful. I think it'd be very uh, fulfilling for people because I think right now people are are, need a sense of community, a sense of connection, because even though you're, you're stuck with a core group of people that you probably care about or don't care about, (laughs) you're just by stuck, but whatever. There are other people that you've you've had uh connections with relationships with friendships with that you have not seen for a month and a half yeah. you have not had any way to uh commute with communicate with them other than phone and text. This may be a good way to say "Hey how you doing? good to see you blah 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 so this town hall i'm a I can seat up to a hundred people in this town hall okay so this meeting space so I'm going to invite everybody who's on. On, on the live stream facebook live on friday okay we're gonna have um questions and answers you know whatever q a session with uh i'm not if hayden and kate would like to return i would like to invite them if they can do <laughs> you guys want to come back i want to invite yeah him. yeah <laughs> i like, hey, yeah,
2: yeah, hey, guess I'm,
0: you're coming clear. you know yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> F- so F-
0: I. I i wanted to open that i'm also going to ask some other friends of mine who um I'm going to have them to help us with the questions and answers. So anybody who wants to join us in this live uh, event and, you know, space is a hundred people. And so three spaces are already gone. So there you go. uh, I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be really fun to see faces. I think it'd be fun to hear the different things and stories. I want to hear the people's stories. I want to hear what you've been doing. I want to hear what's been happening Oh, if you've done anything for your community, <clears throat> if you've just isolated and not done anything, I just want to hear if you're in that space. Cause I think it would be amazing, an amazing platform. We have the platform and I want to see the platform expand and, and everybody just share what's on their mind. Cause I think people really want to share. I think really to they want to express what's in their heart and mm. they just haven't been able to.
1: Yeah. I think that's a
0: great idea. So this Friday, Around eight o'clock, well, I say around because of technical difficulties. <clears throat> <laughs> um, we're going to do a live show, and we're going to have we're going to fill this room up. We're going to fill it up to a hundred people, <clears throat> and one by one, we're just going go down the list: boom, boom, boom. Hey, tell me what you've been doing, what you've been up to, because this is a renaissance. Remember, I told you guys, this is a renaissance. This is this is an awakening. This is a, a download. This is everything that people have been sharing and talking about. This is what it is. This is an opportunity for you to expand. Okay. You can't go, you can't stretch the rubber band and expect it to go back toward its original shape. You can't go back to your original shape anymore. Okay. Those of you who wanted to be taller, I'm sorry. I can't help you there. For those of you who have a little weight like me, you can run, man, you can do some calisthenics and I'm doing it. So get on, get on the treadmill like me. <laughs> if you need some motivation, uh, I'll get you there. But anyhow, guys, I want to, unless there's something else you want to close with Hayden is anything you want to close with before we go
1: um I just I'm just gonna try to keep like people in my prayers like I don't have like a ton of control of what happens out there but you know just sending good vibes and uh just wishing everybody who's watching here the best and wishing everybody in the world the best uh, for their development because you know I don't know what's best for their for their life path and their soul path so whatever um they need I hope that they get and Hopefully they get the comfort and, and warmth and love that they, that they, um, everybody deserves, you know, so, Thank
2: you. yeah.
0: Thank you, Hayden. Kate, what would you like to say?
2: Oh, just, just very sincere gratitude. Thank you for, for having me uh, today and for, uh, creating this space and just sincere gratitude for everybody who joined us today. And, um, I don't know, I guess this time has made me think a lot about the things that I feel really grateful for and really thankful for in my life. And um, sometimes it's even the the getting up in the morning and feeling the air in your lungs. And and, um, this is simple things that that begin to have um, a whole lot of meaning right now. So I just have sincere gratitude for all of you and thank you for sharing the space.
0: Very good. I appreciate both being here tonight with me. I know it's short notice. You guys are busy with your your schedules and stuff right now (laughs) i just have to say that never gonna get
1: old is it (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's just something you say you know you're doing the shows. yeah but no but those of you who are out there and you want to come on our show next uh, this coming friday i will put the link on on the social media platform of facebook there on the time uh not the timeline but the uh, live stream so i'm having a little moment here so you'll, I'll send you the link as we go. That way, no one will just jump in on, on randomly or unexpected. But um, yeah, everybody who's out there, just do the best you can right now with the situation in hand. Um, you know, meditate, prayer, ceremony, light a candle, give thanks, and don't forget about yourself. Don't forget about you. Honor yourself in this in this moment in this space because it's easy to forget about ourselves because we're such a give. We're we're human beings are giving that are put in certain situations also receive and also take also be thankful for the gifts that are given to you that people offer you as well because you're special you own it you own it and you you have to you earn it too because we're all in this together we're all we all have the same uh walking papers right now we all have our same you know prescription we all have our own we're all in this we all have the same ticket right now the ticket is we're in our house we're stuck here temporarily and as soon as we get to our destination we can step out and go wow this is different this is cool you know <laughs> 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 yeah. but that's that's where, where we're at okay guys thank you very 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 much you guys have a great evening everybody thanks for tuning in thanks for being with me here on iggy garcia live with hayden uh, moreau and katie hubner is that correct is that, did i spell did yep. i say that right hubner okay you got it all right. Very good. Um, yeah, guys. Love you very much. Love you guys. Hayden. Love you, Kate. Love you mm. guys. Love Thank everybody guys. who tuned in. Thanks good. for the awesome questions, guys. And we will see you on Friday, hopefully. And I know I'll see these two for sure. Yeah. But, cool. uh, we hope to see you guys uh, Friday. All right. With that, I want to say good night. Have a good evening. Be well. We'll talk to each other soon.